What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Free From Missing Out. My name is David, and this is the podcast about living in a connected world. I hope you all had a good week since you last listened to this podcast, unless you're listening to them multiple podcast episodes in a row. Well, then you didn't have a great week. But nevertheless, welcome back to the podcast. I hope you all found last week's episode interesting. I was motivated by watching a documentary on data privacy. So I hope you all learned a little bit and were able to at least leave with some fun facts to go have in conversations. That being said, if you are new to the podcast, welcome. Happy to have you here. If you haven't listened to previous episodes, feel free to go back and listen to those after you listen to this one. I think they're getting better and better each time. At least that's the goal. We are now on episode nine. And if you are not new to the podcast, Welcome back. Good to hear. Or what is the verbiage for that? That's interesting. Well, nonetheless, it's good to have you listening again. Last week, we talked through data privacy, a bit about how social media is changing, how companies are using our data in ways we never conceived before, and how we're all playing into this whole system of exchanging data online. Getting into this week, this week we are going to talk about happiness. Kind of connecting back to the first episode, we talked about the quarter-life crisis. I still find that to be one of the main reasons of why I started this podcast, to talk about why our generation seems to be so unsatisfied, unhappy, depressed, whatever you might want to call it, why we're feeling this way about our lives when everything is going pretty well. at least by numbers sake, but then on the flip side, the numbers about our mental health are not nearly as good. So we're going to go into a bit about happiness as a whole, how social media is connected to that, how we set goals and how we are changing the workplace, um, and kind of dig into a couple more of those issues as well. But before we get into that, we have to listen to that intro music. I think I might keep this intro music for a bit, at least until I can find a better song, but I do like it, so let's get right into it. unhappiness. Why is our generation so unhappy? At least social media and the news would tell you that. I actually got the motivation for this episode when I was browsing Facebook this week and came across a meme that talked about our generation's unhappiness. And it talked, it specifically said that social media has created the inability for us to be happy. And this was nothing new to me. I've been exposed to that idea since making a lot of these episodes, actually. It all comes back to the way in which we're so connected all of the time ultimately ultimately leads to us being unsatisfied with our jobs, love life, um, how much we're making. All all, All of those are connected to how we see the rest of the world all of the time. But framing it in the lens of happiness, I found to be an interesting topic. So I think I I was interested in looking more into it. So I figured I'd record an episode on it. I think this will cover some of the points from the quarter life crisis episode. 
but hopefully take it in a slightly different direction about not necessarily this crisis, but rather this overall feeling of inadequacy. So if you look at social media or read any headlines, I think you would think millennials are in a pretty shitty situation. I think you would see that we're unhappy, that we're leaving our careers at record rates, that we're not making a lot of money, that we're the most in-debt generation, the most unemployed generation, the most underemployed generation, and that really nothing is going our way. So it does make sense that if you personally feel unhappy or unsatisfied, that it justifies it, that it does make it seem valid that you should hold that feeling because nothing is going how it should be for us. And I've touched on this, as I've mentioned in past episodes, where how our generation feels that our choices are permanent, how we believe that the 20s and 30s that we're living through right now are setting the stage for the rest of our lives and that we can't make mistakes. And that's putting this level of pressure on us that is not really justified. Also, our generation, according to different studies, seems to be more prone to anxiety and stress than past generations. I don't know if this is necessarily a people issue that suddenly genetics has changed and the millennial generation is more prone to stress than past generations. I think it's more of the age that we live in, but nevertheless, we are experiencing depression and anxiety and stress at record high rates when compared to older generations. So what I wanted to look into with this episode is, are these exaggerated? And is there a basis for our unhappiness? And also, how is it connected to social media? Is that post true that social media has made it impossible for us to be happy? And obviously, that's an extreme. It's obviously not impossible to be happy. But is social media making it much harder for us to feel satisfied or happy with our lives? So this actually will be Maybe the first, I'm not sure. It will be one of the only episodes that I've done so far that doesn't have a historical component. So I think it's probably gonna be a bit quicker than normal episodes, but I think it's, it will still be interesting about digging into the social media side of things. So let's get into some of the facts about our generation and our apparent unhappiness. So starting off with a couple percentages here, in 2016, Gallup did a poll and found that 71% of us are not truly engaged with our work, and an additional 60% of us are open to new job opportunities if they came came to us. In addition to that, 17% of us are depressed, 14% of us have anxiety, and we also seek out therapy at higher rates than previous generations. So right off the bat, none of this sets us up for success. If you just read those statistics, of course we're not happy Clearly, we're not happy with our jobs. Our anxiety levels are up. Our stress is up. We have higher rates of depression. But that can't be the whole story. If if it's so bleak and grim, then everyone would be unhappy. If 70% of us are truly not engaged with our work, you would think that closer to that number are also not happy since work makes up such a large chunk of our lives. But taking it a big step out, I guess, not just focused on work or stress in general, but also just adulting. I think you hear that as a verb a lot, that adulting is hard, or I'm trying to work on my adulting. And I think it is a very real aspect of millennial life and millennial culture is how we view living through the idea of adulting, that we have to check certain boxes, that we have to do these certain things 
And I think it's a way for us to goal set, but also to set ourselves up for a lot more stress. So associated with the idea of adulting is this idea of burnout. And you're starting to see this come or appear a lot more is this idea that millennials are being burnt out before we even reach 40 and maybe some even before we reach 30. This feeling that we're so tired of doing everything and that we can't truly relax. And some of this might apply to you. I mean, I, I know some of it applies to me as well, that this idea of burnout results in a lot of negative side effects from not being able to sleep through the night. Um, some millennials were reporting up that some of us can't sleep up to 180 nights out of the year that we're not getting a full night of restful sleep, but we're waking up, tossing and turning, which goes back to the stress aspect. But also this idea that we can't get little tasks done, that you feel unmotivated, that even simple things such as I need to put gas in my car or I need to go buy paper towels, that doesn't seem to be get to get done at a reasonable time, that something you could have done easily in 15 minutes is now being pushed back weeks and weeks or days. And those things seem daunting. This idea of adulting is I have to go to work and then I have to pay bills. And I know for myself, I find it with little things as in I'll get a reminder to oh pay my credit card bill this month and I'll push that back. Something that literally would take a button, uh, take me 30 seconds maybe, I'll delay that reminder and push it off to the next day for no other reason other than just delaying it and procrastinating. And I think it's this idea that our life is really never off and from work to social aspects. This idea of being connected means we're never disconnected from anything. Our reminders, our payments, our job all sits on our phones or tablets or computers. And we're never really allowed to disconnect from that. In fact, going to the job specifically, the time that People aged 18 to 34 are spending at the job at their job is down from about three years on average to 18 months, which goes back to the earlier statistic of 70 and 60 percent respectively are unmotivated their job and open to leaving it. So not only are we open to leaving it, but we are leaving it. In fact, an average of 18 months means that we're not really finding that job satisfaction that we were promised or we expected. And I don't think all this is bad. I don't think having high expectations about what your life should be is necessarily in itself a bad thing. And if you look at it as at work, for instance, it's not bad that we're pushing companies to have better work-life balances or have better perks and flexibility when it comes to our jobs. But it does lead to us being more unsatisfied when a lot of these aren't met, that when we're pushing for higher expectations with work-life balance and what it should be, we shouldn't be surprised that when our expectations aren't met, that we don't feel happy or satisfied with it. In addition to this, a lot of us seem to want successes to come sooner rather than later in terms of not just jobs, but with everything that, oh, I've been working for a year. Why have I not gotten a raise or a promotion? I have just started saving. Why am I not ready for retirement? Why can I not buy a house yet? I've been saving for nearly two years. I think part of this goes back to how quickly the world around us is moving. And so something that really realistically might take five or 10 years, we expect it to come sooner because that expectation through social media has been built up that everyone else is already doing it. So therefore I'm behind. I'm going slow because everyone else has already made it to that milestone. Why haven't I? So I think the second aspect we need to get into here is 
so we're unhappy. We have all these statistics that say we don't like our jobs. We don't like where we are. We're unsatisfied with where we are at a current stage in our lives. Is it connected to social media? Spoiler alert, a lot of it seems to be connected to how often we're on social media and interacting with other people, at least with some baseline statistics. So this company called Statista, they're an online statistics company who do research similar to Gallup or Pew. We found, or they found, that we as a generation millennial spend nearly 40% more time on social media than previous generations, i.e. baby boomers and Generation X. And not only is this hurting our mental health, ostensibly, but it's also hurting our financial well-being. So Varo Money, it's a mobile banking company. They found that 57% of us, our generation, have spent money that we weren't planning on spending because of something we saw on social media, i.e. advertisements or something that someone else had, that that caused us to spend more money. And it goes back to the data privacy episode, because we're all about continuity here and how these episodes are connected together. But it goes back to the data privacy aspect and how effective these advertisements are, how effective being online and how, or not being online, how effective these platforms are at pushing products and advertisements to us because clearly they can get us to spend money that we weren't even planning on spending. And comparing this to Generation X and Z, that 57% was 28% for Generation X and 7% for baby boomers. Sorry, baby boomers, not Generation Z. And on the mental side of things, outside the financial side, TD Ameritrade did a study and found that 61% of us feel inadequate while on social media. Once again, compared to Generation X and baby boomers, this was 35% for Generation X and 12% for baby boomers. In addition to that feeling inadequate, 88% of us compare ourselves to other people on social media. So 88% of us are comparing ourselves and then 60 something percent of us or 61 percent i'll be precise here 61 percent of us then feel inadequate about what we're comparing ourselves to and it's no surprise then that when you start looking at this picture of course people are unhappy because we're comparing ourselves we feel inadequate we're spending all the money that we didn't have in the first place because back to us being poor and in debt but (laughs) we've touched on that too much i'll glaze over that for now But we're spending money, we're feeling inadequate when comparing ourselves to other people, so we're unhappy, we're stressed out in our jobs, and it's just a never-ending cycle because the more we're on social media, the more we see things, the more we want to spend money and make our lives better compared to what other people have, and then we don't reach it because we see people who have already surpassed where we were, and it's a keeping up with the Joneses lifestyle that's not feasible to maintain. But all of this isn't so cut and dry. I think a lot of statistics I have are valid statistics that come from reputable sources, but there's other statistics that say the exact opposite. Some that say, I think it was a research done by MetLife, found that Generation X is actually less satisfied in their job than millennials, and that upwards of 75% of millennials are very happy at their job. And overall, happiness for millennials is higher than that for Generation X, and in some cases, baby boomers. And this goes back to the root of my question is that it's just not, there's no clear answer to universally say that an entire generation is unhappy or that one generation is unhappier than the other. Now, I think there's a lot of 
credible statistics that do point to satisfaction being linked to time on social media. And our generation continues to lead for time on social media and especially apps that promote a lot of this, like Instagram and Facebook and Snapchat. So the problem is still there. The problem of our unhappiness, whether or not it's quantifiably larger than other people's unhappiness. It's still interesting to try and root to why you individually might feel unsatisfied or unhappy. And this might be some you know, reflection for myself as well, but linking it back to social media is definitely crucial for us to do, to think about as we become more and more connected, are we going to become more and more unhappy? Now, obviously, as with any problem, when someone is faced with a problem, there has to be a solution or people try and seek out solutions. I know I have when I've had you know personal problems where you know, the work that I'm doing might not feel like it's the work for me or your relationship might not be going well or whatever it might be. People seek out solutions. So our generation's solutions seem to be a couple different things. So ultimately, it seems like we're trying to bounce around more as you see the rates at which people are staying at jobs are decreasing. We're moving around trying to find that answer that we may not even have the question to, that we don't know what's noticeably wrong, but we feel off, we feel overwhelmed, we feel underappreciated, whatever it might be. And so we're going out and trying to find a solution. And so a lot of people think that has to be a drastic change, such as changing jobs, changing uh, relationships, changing location. It That has become more common that our generation is moving around, moving jobs. And I think it is trying to find that solution. Now, in addition to the moving around, a large area that millennials seem to be going towards is self-help. So research done by NPR found that our generation makes a much larger effort towards self-care and self-help than other generations. And actually, we're willing to spend upwards of $300 a month on self-help compared to baby boomers and Generation X, which which are closer to about $150. Uh, These include things from working out, diet plans, life coaching, therapy, uh, books, online sessions. The market for this is growing rapidly, and a lot of it is fueled by millennials seeking out this help. Now, I know that was phrased in a kind of negative way that our generation is spending a lot more money, which is true. And I do think some of it can be bad, but obviously self-help should have the purpose of helping you. So I think it comes back to the individual and how people are using it, but also being aware that there are those out there who try and take advantage of, I think, the position some people are in by offering the, I keep using the get rich quick. And stop me if you've heard one of these titles before, but there's a lot of them floating around that sounds something like how to invest in real estate with no money and no experience, or how to make your mil- your first million dollars in less than eight weeks, or how to start a business with a, with a five-step plan. And that's playing right into the instant gratification that a lot of us feel about, oh, we see this influencer who got rich in less than a year. They went from a nobody to making millions of dollars in just a couple months on Instagram. Why is it unreasonable for me to start a business in 10 weeks and make it a million dollars? This expectation that all we're missing is the knowledge 
I think is a key to why a lot of us find failure or inadequacy, that we think there's some secret we're missing out on that other people have found. And if we just knew that it would push us over the edge and we would suddenly found, you know, find what our purpose is. And because of all of this, our expectations are rising even more. So not only are they rising about what we expect from our workplace and relationships and food and everything, they're also rising around money is what uh, money too. So compared to two years ago, the amount of money that we need to be satisfied has risen 30% or $30,000 among millennials. About two years ago, the average was about $50,000 that millennials said they need to be satisfied. And it's upwards $80,000 now. And I have to think that part of it is because we constantly see these people online who are making millions of dollars and we're so exposed to people our age who are now millionaires that we connect happiness with money, that we see this great life they're living and therefore we think, if only I could do that, that would make me happy. I guess some good news out of this is that we're not a stupid generation. So a Boston-based media or Boston-based research company called Origin found that millennials are leaving social media platforms at a pretty high rate, that upwards of 30% for some apps are citing that they want to either quit it permanently or take an extended break from it. And I think that's good because while it might not be the solution, and we talked about that, uh, forget which episode it was, but I know I talked about at one point, I talked about how I don't believe leaving social media is the answer necessarily, but maybe a form of it might be. And while I did say that and I do stick to that belief, I don't fault people at all for deciding that maybe taking a break from social media is what's best for them. That maybe the exposure constantly to other people and other lifestyles is what's causing the stress. So why not take a break or delete it permanently? I don't I definitely don't think it's hurting anyone for me to get off Facebook. So what now? I guess, what do we do? I I know that I know as I'm making this podcast and I even knew it as I was doing the research that it wasn't a definitive answer that a lot of the data seems to point to, yes, we're unhappy that all these statistics are up and therefore there is an apparent correlation between use of social media and being connected to unhappiness. I still can't say unequivocally that our generation is justifiably unhappy or unjustifiably unhappy. That I can't connect social media to our unhappiness definitively enough that, you know, this could be the end of it. It does pose what I think is maybe the most important question of this podcast, but what is happiness? And I was planning to start the episode with a definition or, as I usually do, try and set the stage but I found it to be very difficult because everyone has a different idea of what their own happiness is. I found a good definition that I connected with at least, that happiness is the difference between your expectations and reality, that if you think about it as a line chart or two different points, that if you if your expectations are lower and reality comes in higher, that difference is your happiness. But I don't know... As I was thinking about that and reading through it and thinking about starting the podcast with that definition, I realized that it can't universally apply to everyone, that your happiness is not just about if reality and life meets your expectations, but it's also just a 
undescribable feeling of just being content with what you have around you. It might necessarily be something you expected or, you know, your your view on how reality is played out, but it might just be how you feel and you might just not be satisfied with what's going on in your life and therefore you're unhappy or everything's going pretty well. You might not like your job. You might not like what you or where you are, where you're living, but you're still happy. Now, this is where I think disconnecting from social media and the connected world in general can be really beneficial because I think it really does hurt the process when you're setting expectations or goals for yourself. I think the worst place you can go when setting or even realizing your expectations or trying to set a new goal is social media. I think you're much better off going to a close friend or family member because it won't skew your expectation as much. For instance, if you take a job and you're offered a job, it's not necessarily your dream job, but you would like it and they offer you, for simplicity's sake, they offer you $100,000. Rather than going online and evaluating what's the average income for my age, you took the job and evaluated on your own terms if that was enough for you to live and be happy, you would probably be more satisfied. Because safe to say, let's say they offer you $100,000 and you go online and find out the average income for your age is $200,000. Suddenly, that $100,000 doesn't seem so great, even if it was more than enough. Even if the number in your head was $80,000, suddenly that $100,000 seems not enough because someone else is making more or some arbitrary standard that you should be making X because everyone else is. I think that's what fuels a lot of our, I guess, tendency to be unsatisfied And it's only scaled much higher when you go online and you see all these influencers who are in their 20s and early 30s making millions of dollars seemingly doing nothing. That They live these perfect lives where you're at work on a Wednesday and they're traveling to Italy and doing a post with Chanel or any other brand. And now whatever you're doing seems a lot worse. Along with this, I think we need to be more patient. And this is mostly me talking to myself because I'm a horribly impatient person and tend to want results sooner rather than later, even though those results that I want should take a decent amount of time. And the reason I want to touch on patience specifically, not just to give myself a pep talk, but also because I don't, I think looking at myself, and I'll keep using myself as an example because patience is one of the biggest aspects that I want to work on we tend to see the solution of immediate unhappiness or present unhappiness as making a drastic change that, oh, I need to go back to school because suddenly someone talked about this cool program and I want to do that. And I decided that within two days. And what I found myself doing is that I become interested in a topic. I go research that for a couple of weeks. I'm all in board on that. I'm, oh, I'm going to switch careers. I'm going to do this and that. And then suddenly it passes. And then suddenly you're back to liking what you're doing. And if you had just taken that time that you just spent investing in their skill that no longer that you're no longer interested in, if you had taken that and invested it in your current position, you might be better off than you are now. So it does take a time, take some time to think about, do you need to act on this now? Is this a decision that needs to be made this moment? Do you need to decide this week if I'm going back to school or not because I don't like my job and I had a bad week, I'm going to go back to school. 
When in reality, maybe it just takes a little bit of time. Maybe you should take another month or two or a year and figure out what you enjoy doing before making a decision about it. And my last point with all this is I think we need to take the action on ourselves as well. I think there's an immense benefit to social media. I think it's becoming a part of a lot of people's jobs, a lot about what we can connect to in terms of education and skill sets. The connected world has an immense amount of benefits, and it's on us to control what's out there. And what I'm talking about is our posts, our Instagrams, our Facebook images, everything we're talking about. We should evaluate if people care. Are we the ones spreading the content that is causing other people to be unhappy? Do you need to post a picture on Facebook about your new car or repost a picture from eight months ago about a vacation you took when in reality, no one really cares that no one cares you went to Italy or wherever you might have gone seven months ago? You already posted about it then. You're posting about it now again because you want to reminisce. But in reality, you're just causing other people to feel the exact same FOMO and unhappiness that you feel looking at other people's pictures. I'm not saying don't share anything. Don't don't feel like you can't post content or post the stuff you are that you care about in your life, but do evaluate are you posting it to show off and show off about your life? Or do you think people will genuinely find it interesting? And on the flip side, if you are following people or friends with people online who tend to make you feel inadequate or unhappy or unsuccessful, block or unfollow them. It's not like you can't be friends with people in person because you're not friends with them on social media. And this goes for influencers as well. If someone's content is not making you feel good about yourself, but rather just making you feel like you're inadequate, you should unfollow that person, whether or not you think they're a life coach or a fitness coach or helping you get better. I'm taking this upon myself as well to not engage with content or posts that I tend to make, tend to find myself being mad over or making me feel, you know, unsatisfied with my life. Not exposing, I find not exposing myself to that as much makes me feel better. But I know that was a bit of a ramble. I think I kind of just went on a giant tangent it feels like I feel like I started off with statistics and then ended up with me screaming into a microphone about how we all need to be happy and stop posting on social media but I hope you all were able to get something out of that 30 minutes ish Um, and if you did enjoy this and you're on iPhone make sure you go to Apple subscribe drop a review it does help us out I do read them and look at them so I really do appreciate it if you're not on Apple I don't know what you do. I don't have, I have an iPhone, so I don't know what you can do on your app. Um, but feel free to subscribe, uh, reach out on Facebook, find us on Free From Missing Out. My name is David. This has been Free From Missing Out. I hope you all have a great rest of your week. We'll catch you back here. Same time, same place. See ya.